Hi there, I'm James Dapperty, and this is Coffee and a Case Night. Team, today what we're going to talk about is an alleged shareholder who is seeking an immediate interlocutory injunction. What's going on here? We've got a company, right? And there is a party that says, hey, I am the sole owner of one share and I'm the joint owner of another share. And as a result of that, I should have been paid about $700,000 in dividends. And so this alleged shareholder, if we put it that way, commences corporate oppression proceedings. And what that alleged shareholder wants is, speaking very broadly, two things. A declaration or some sort of relief saying, yes, you are a shareholder. And then orders that force other shareholders to buy those shares. That makes sense? So once the court to say, yep, you're a shareholder, and the other shareholders have to pay you money for those shares. So what I just described might be described as the substantive proceedings, the great big piece of proceedings that are rolling along. Now remember what we're talking about today is an interlocutory injunction, which might be thought of as uh, an immediate stop or uh, an immediate prevention of some sort of conduct. And what the plaintiff says is, hey, this company is contemplating distributing some dividends or reducing its share capital, sending some money out, um, uh, not reducing its share capital, sorry, reducing its capital, uh, and uh, I want an injunction now to stop that happening. Now, firstly, how did the alleged shareholder find out about this? Well, the director of the company had given an undertaking not to pay any dividends without giving notice to that alleged shareholder. And guess what happened? Uh, the uh, director who had provided that undertaking said, hey, guess what I'm about to do? I'm about to pay some dividends. And so our alleged shareholder, who we'll also call our plaintiff, said, hmm, I think I might come before the court and I might seek an injunction to stop those dividends being paid. And that's what we're talking about today. So if you're seeking an interlocutory injunction like that, broadly speaking, you have to satisfy the court of two things. One, that there is a serious question to be tried, and two, that the balance of convenience favours the making of that interlocutory injunction. So on point one, was there a serious question to be tried? The court found quite easily, yes. Um, there's this real open question, is the plaintiff actually a shareholder? And there are hundreds of paragraphs uh, in a statement of claim, which is the document that kicked off the proceedings. There's some rigorous evidence and there's enough stuff there for the court to say, yeah, look, there is a real, a, a real serious question here. There are some issues to be ventilated. Uh, there is a serious question to be tried, so tick. Now that other test uh, for the balance of convenience, if we're speaking loosely, one of the big, big questions for the balance of convenience is, um, do we really need to make this injunction? Do we really need to make this urgent stop to some sort of conduct? Or, uh, frankly, is a payment of damages enough? Are damages sufficient to uh, put the hurt party right, um, to, to, to put them in the right position? So the court had to consider this. And what the court found, frankly, was, forgive me, that damages would be sufficient. Why is that? The court worked through the claim. The court said, well, in your big claim, what you're seeking is an order that you are a shareholder and that those shares are sold right, immediately. 
So what you're actually seeking is some money, frankly. And so the whole thrust of your case is, I want some money. And so any argument that getting some money is not enough, that damages are not enough, is frankly without foundation. Meaning that damages are enough. And what that meant was that the balance of convenience went against the plaintiff. And what that meant is the court did not make the urgent interlocutory injunctive order, did not grant the injunction. Now, in coming to this position, what the court also uh, uh, considered was that the dividends to be distributed or the, or the capital to be reduced was not sort of unique and amazing. It's money. And that money would be coming out of the company to the very shareholders who our plaintiff is pursuing, which means they'd have more money to buy the plaintiff's shares if the court made that order. So frankly, what the court said is, well, um, if the dividends are paid, then the people you want to pay you money will have more money to pay you. So in fact, it's even in your interest as well. And so for those reasons, uh, <laughs> among others, the court said, no, we will not be granting the uh, interlocutory injunction that you've sought. And also you have to pay the other side's legal costs. Hope that chat was of assistance to you. And I look forward to speaking again soon for another coffee and another case. Cheers.